0: God's children set free by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Genesis 3 tells us in verse 1 that the serpent was more cunning than any beast God created. Who was this sly one? Let us read from Revelation 12, 9. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. You see, the Bible isn't calling a snake a devil. It is calling the devil a serpent-like being, and it is he who cunningly fools Eve and continues to deceive us today. He is also called the tree of good and evil. Did you realize God refers to beings as trees? As we will see as we read from Isaiah chapter 61, Verse 3 To console those who mourn in Zion, people, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. As the trees of righteousness, the plantings of the Lord, are people, so the devil, Satan, the serpent, he is also the unrighteous tree of good and evil. And he was again very cunning. God told Adam and Eve to not eat of or touch the tree of good and evil. In other words, don't eat the fruit of his mouth or pay any attention to him, so there would not be a meeting of the minds touching on Satan's evil thinking. The whole discrepancy was about knowledge, Satan's thinking against the knowledge of God. Why was this so important? Because man was created to speak what he believed into being. Therefore the source of knowledge that governed their thoughts was crucial to their well-being. Satan wanted to build this planet into a world that reflected his nature, a world in which he could be God. The Lord meant for us to have dominion, to rule the planet, and all on it, functioning through a nature like His, a God of love. Our ways were to mirror our Father, as were our thoughts to be in line with His perfect mind. Our words would be words of life to all creation, children of light, reflecting the knowledge of God. Before the Fall, as Adam and Eve spoke their minds, their thoughts manifested what they believed, And since what they believed was based only on God's thoughts, all they did was good. No darkness, no room for Satan's thinking. The only way Satan could gain control was to destroy man and take possession of his earthly home. But man had to first break God's commandment and then speak destruction into being themselves. Satan was highly intelligent. Yes, powerful beautiful to look at, an angel of light, an eternal being, a great musician, but not created to create. He could only copy, at best, counterfeit, and he had no way to attack God's people unless they sinned. Adam and Eve had to be maneuvered or duped into speaking, singing, or uttering God's words based on his knowledge and yet bring Satan's desires into existence. Let us go back to Genesis chapter 3 and read verse 1 again. We will read of Satan speaking to the woman. She answers him in verse 2, automatically breaking God's commandment to not touch. Keep in mind, no pun intended, that God is a spirit. When he said, do not touch, he meant, as he stated before, keep in touch with me, don't touch base with him or don't mesh or unite his thoughts with yours. She had already tasted of the good word of God and should have had no appetite for Satan's. In fact, she should have silently turned away when he spoke to her, but she was drawn to his beauty, the idea of control and the proposal of great wisdom. Now how subtle is this? He asks her a question, knowing the answer would fulfill his plans for death to enter the planet. Now let us read with open spiritual eyes Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? See the bait? And the woman said to the serpent, Should have run. We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, a different kind of tree, God has said, You shall not eat. By answering him, she had already eaten, nor shall you touch it. Again, she already had touched. Lest you die, She just spoke death into existence. She was in touch with Satan as they talked and at that point believed what God said. But she turned her mind from the eternal kingdom of God to enter Satan's presence and time. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. A lie. And he had the power over death. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened the eyes of her soul man and you will be like god he gave her food to fuel future thoughts of her own intellect was born knowing good and evil sorrow was introduced so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food she fully agreed with what he was feeding her that it was pleasant to the eyes all these wonderful ideas from a beautiful angel of light and a tree desirable to make one wise. She chose Satan, a natural tree, cannot make you wise. She took of its fruit, the fruit of Satan's nature, and ate. She swallowed his lies. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Satan fed her the lie, she could be like God. She bought it and ate it. You see, God is self-existing. His knowledge is not learned, he is the source. Adam and Eve as his children had access to his mind, his thoughts, his love. Perhaps out of love for the created more than the creator, or maybe out of a sheer lawlessness like Eve. Who really can say? Adam chewed on the knowledge of Satan also. Now all future thinking and actions would be based on the limited knowledge of an enemy that wanted possession of our planet and to see us eradicated from it. Is it any wonder that the world's systems fail? As the descendants of Adam and Eve, we have been Satan's mouthpiece and speaking his plans into being all along. Mankind is their own worst enemy. Throughout the ages, we have been speaking from our intellect, developed from Satan's tainted knowledge and acting on it. We have caused more and more calamity by allowing Satan's sinful nature to influence our society, our culture, our very lives through our wrong thoughts and bad mouths. The only words man could or should have trusted was scripture and the prophetic words spoken through God's prophets. That is because it is not man speaking, but God Himself. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 19 explains and so we have the prophetic word confirmed which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts what does it mean till the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts did you realize we're at the dawning of the eighth day since man was created see the blast a look at the kingdom of God to understand the eighth day. Jesus, the word of God, the expression of God's knowledge, is the great morning star rising victoriously in our hearts, shining the light of truth to set our hearts free of Satan. As knowledge is revealed for this new day, we are also set free of the wrong words we have spoken in the yesterdays, words based on the wrong knowledge Eve chose and from minds taught to believe in our own intellect. Satan needs for us to depend on ourselves as it causes us to be cursed. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5. Thus says the Lord Cursed is the man who trusts in man, makes flesh his strength whose heart departs from the Lord. It will take belief in God's knowledge and verbal expression of his thoughts spoken through mouths set free and renewed minds to manifest his kingdom into the natural onto the planet our ways our thoughts must come into alignment with God's for the spoken word to bring healing for all Satan has destroyed this restoration includes all of creation it's been a part of God's plan all along God's eighth-day people are ones that have eaten the honey out of the Old Lion, Judaism, and consumed all of the Passover lamb, the Word, as taught from Christianity. Now Jesus, the bright morning star, is shining forth knowledge that is flooding the earth, illuminating hearts and minds, dispelling all darkness, exposing the evil intent of the adversary, revealing God's plans for restoration. He is severing the cords of iniquity that have us bound to the enemy as we repent and setting us free to establish His kingdom through not understanding how cords bind us to our words or that man's traditions have made God's covenants, His glorious promises, of no effect. We have been entrapped by the enemy since Satan deceived Eve. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 22 says, His own iniquities entrap the wicked man, and he is caught in the cords of his sin. Mark chapter 7 verse 13 Making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. To better understand the cords and traditions that have brought so much defeat to our lives, see the blast breaking the traditions of man, severing soul ties and cords. Psalm, chapter 129, verse 4 tells us God will help us as we repent of our sins. The Lord is righteous. He has cut in pieces the cords of the wicked. Jesus came to set us free in fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy as we see in Luke, chapter 4, verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Father is now teaching us one language, also so we can unitedly speak to establish His law and give birth to a new heaven and a new earth through proclaiming the word of God. Zephaniah Chapter 3, Verse 9 For then I will restore to the peoples a pure language that they all may call on the name of the Lord to serve Him with one accord. As firstfruits of the new day, we belong to God according to His own spiritual law. Therefore, through us the whole lump, all the rest of humanity, is given the opportunity to enter into the eighth day if they too agree to make the change truth demands. God's kingdom will come and His will be done if we give up our traditional way of thinking so God's word can positively affect not only our lives but the lives of others. If we repent for wanting to decide for ourselves what is good and what is evil, applauding our own intellect and change, The cords that have us bound to Satan will be broken and our minds set free of his evil knowledge. Remember, Jesus said, be it to you as you believe. So if we chose the Word of God to be the only source of the knowledge we feed on and testified of our belief without wavering, we would soon reverse the enemy's ability to control us and destroy our planet. With God's thoughts in our minds and His words on our lips, as children of the living God, we, along with all creation, could be set free. Let us close with this thought. Romans, chapter 8, verses 18 through 21. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Christ, The Word, in us, the hope of glory. Colossians, chapter 1, verse 27. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. This could be us. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. In hope we would turn from the enemy's intellect and choose to feed on the tree of life. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God.